Your beliefs become your thoughts. Your thoughts become your words. Your words become your actions. Your actions become your habits. Your habits become your values. Your values become your destiny. Mahatma Gandhi. Hello, this is Rick and welcome to my sub podcast, which I am calling Values for the Common Good. If you've not heard this podcast before, I recommend that you go back to the very first episode, which will tell you about the goal, the focus, the vision of this podcast. I also recommend that you go to my blog where I am posting these podcasts as well as more information about the book, the author, and the country. And that website, you'll see it in the show notes in case you don't have a pen or pencil handy, but it is www.edtechemergent.com. That's E-D-T-E-C-H-E-M-E-R-G-E-N-T.com. The short summary of what I'm doing with this particular podcast is I'm using the book, The Values Compass by Dr. Mandeep Rai. And in the book, she goes to 101 different countries. And in each of those countries, she looks at a value, a value that is going to help us to be a better world. And I'm following the values in the book. So any sort of uh, dovetailing of uh, what is in the book particular value, the day of the week in the midst of this crisis is completely, well, maybe coincidental. Maybe it is fortuitous. Maybe it is auspicious, but it is what it is. So I'm following the order. I'm not picking and choosing. That is to say. So the next country that we are visiting is one that I don't know very much about. And I'm going to have to look on a map to make sure I know where exactly it is. It is Estonia. And Estonia, for Dr. Rai, it is about efficiency. And here's some interesting things about Estonia that she talks about in the very short chapter on this country. She says, voting, banking, healthcare, even registering the birth of your child is all readily accessible without delay. Red tape is untied, bureaucracy unbound, and frustrations dampened. That's on page 26. A little bit later in the chapter, on page 27, she says, Estonia has evolved from a communist backwater into a digital economy that is both a hub for startup activity and a haven for those who want to live their lives harnessing the digital economy. And then in the chapter, she goes on and and describes a a few well-known tech companies. I'm not going to list them here, but you'd recognize their names that got a start in one way or another in the nation of Estonia. And then she ends her reflection, and this is a a bit of a longer quote, but I think it is apropos to the moment that we find ourselves living. She says, The Estonian experience reveals the gap between the potential and reality of technology for many of us in our lives, careers, and across society. While the digital tools exist to live and work more seamlessly than ever before, they before, too often legacy systems and attitudes get in the way of ease and efficiency. Now, I want to begin my reflection on the present moment and this particular value of efficiency, specifically in the way that Dr. Rye describes it, using leveraging digital tools to streamline and make our lives more efficient. And 
well, what are we seeing right now? We're seeing some really good things like the rise of teleconferencing. One company in particular, I will name drop this because it's on everyone's lips, it seems. Zoom is a fantastic way that we can contact each other. We can telecom. We can have meetings and church and conferences and just communication, conversations between each other in this time where we are physically social distancing, we can still connect. And I'll be honest with you, I hadn't really even heard of Zoom two weeks ago. And now I can't say that I'm an expert, but I'm, I've certainly know more today than I did exactly two weeks ago about Zooming. Now, at the same time, I think we are far from the efficiency that Estonia has as regards digital usage. And I think that that sentence or the words that were at the end of that quote where she says that the digital tools exist, but too often legacy systems and attitudes get in the way of ease and efficiency. And I'm thinking about how much more we could be doing digitally, right? I mean, voting, you know, here in Ohio, we had to postpone our primary, which was uh, what, only a week ago yesterday on St. Patrick's Day. Our governor said we couldn't go face to face and that was the right decision. But why couldn't we vote digitally? Why can't we vote by mail? Why can't we use our smartphone or something else to help us vote? There's ways to do that. It's not hard, but we don't. Maybe we will. Maybe that's one of the ways we can build the common good after this. We certainly have other types of digital tools, uh, supply chains, uh, requisitioning that could happen right now if the president declares the wartime act and tells businesses not just to produce things like ventilators and masks that are in hugely short supply, but also uses existing supply chains to be able to pull resources, materials from one place to another, one factory to a different one. Even if we could use the military, the military has all kinds of efficiencies that are already in place. They're ready to go, but the leader of this country has not utilized them yet. Now, in my state, the governor has done some amazing things, and um, we still need to do some more amazing things nationally. We're waiting on that. So I conclude with the reflection that um, Dr. Rai says at the end of her particular chapter. She says, on a micro level, the Estonian approach to living digitally could let us all be a little happier, less stressed, and with more time to focus on the things that really matter. Well, we have a lot of time, many of us right now. The question is, once this ends, once life gets back to quote unquote normal, will we do things differently? Will we bring efficiencies like Estonia has and leverage the digital tools that we have? Or will we go back to business as usual and all the problems that we had before this happened? Again, thank you so much for listening. Blessings and peace.